the honest and unfiltered thoughts, views, and opinions shared on the Skeeter Brooks podcast and show are solely those of the host. They're not intended to offend or defame anyone's character, race, religion, life choices, sexual preferences, or image. Also, the tracks played and featured are purely for entertainment purposes and are not being used for any monetary gain. Some content may be of adult nature. Parental discretion is advised. What's up, fam? It's your man, Skeeter Brooks, DJ Shawnee Moe, Shawnee Moe, whatever you uh, know me as, today I'm coming to you as Sean. Um, we're getting ready to celebrate Mother's Day. Um, first of all, let me, let me rewind that a little bit. First and foremost, um, I send up prayers hoping that everyone is well and safe first and foremost um to those who may have experienced loss at this particular stage of life i send my condolences and my prayers out to you and i hope that you find some peace in the midst of that's really from the bottom of my heart um what i wanted to do today it's something I guess we'll call it therapeutic for me um, I'm one of those people that at this moment am really feeling kind of sad because the ones that I love the most when it comes to thinking about mama kind of figures these two were tops in my book and neither are here and I miss them and have missed them for a long time. Those of you, um, it's a lot of you that understand exactly what I'm talking about. Um, you you live on and honor them, but there isn't a second, millisecond that doesn't go by where you wish you could hear them, see them, have them, feel their touch, their hug, you know, that, that thing that they gave you. Um, so to Evelyn Crawford who is my grandmother slash mother make no mistake about that and to Michelle Crawford Casey Michelle Crawford Casey um, she was my aunt but my big sister believe me when I tell you that two of man kind of hard to put in words you know exactly what they mean to you but they were definitely definitely really really important people in my life and to this day I still miss them so instead of trying to be sad and gloomy around the house I thought I'd go ahead and do a podcast and play some songs um, that come up in memory you know songs that were connected to moments that I had an opportunity to just be able to share with them um some funnies some stories are going to be funny um sorry about that (laughs) some stories are going to be funny I'm gonna try to make sure we do the funny ones um, because those are the ones that definitely keep me going um if you are in the midst of I definitely want to um, 
say that I hope that this soothes the pain just a little bit. Um, maybe it might make you chuckle or smile remembering a time in life that you got to share with these individuals. Um, I, I hope that it, it brings some kind of comfort. So what I'm going to do is start off with songs that I can remember hearing mama play out of that stereo that that hi-fi that she got um up there on allison street big up uptown um so yeah i'm gonna try to see if i can find some of those songs i got a library i don't know why i can't find certain ones but i'm gonna do it and then i'm gonna come back and just start sharing some stories man um so yeah, you would Sean today, okay? Um, now this ain't really the Skeeter Books podcast, but we'll go ahead and put it under there. So um, let's get started, and I'll be back soon. This is in honor of you. Stumble to the breakfast table while the kids are going off to school goodbye. And she reaches out and takes my hand, squeezes it, and says, How are you feeling And I look across at smiling lips. That warm my heart and see my morning sun. And if that's not loving me, then all I gotta say, oh God didn't make little green apples. It don't rain. Annapolis in the summertime And there's no such thing as Dr. Seuss Disneyland Mother Goose is no nursery rhyme God didn't make little green apples and it don't rain And in Annapolis in the summertime And when myself is feeling low Think about her face of glow to ease my She drops what she's doing 
As a matter of fact, I'll have one with you. For to tell you the truth, I've had quite a day too.
was the first half of my In Honor of You uh, podcast dedicated to Evelyn Crawford and Michelle Crawford. So, um, yeah, mama used to crank those on uh, on that hi-fi that she was so happy to get when she got it. The house was always filled with music. Eat real good too. I'm not nothing like waking up in the morning and smelling mama's cooking or daddy's cooking. As a matter of fact, um, but yeah, she was she was a wonderful woman. A wonderful woman. She worked for the State Department for 32. I believe it was 32 years. Um, and I remember her co-workers, Mr. Millhouse. Bertina, Miss Rampersaw, it was quite a few people. Uh, but stories. Man, plenty of stories about Evelyn Crawford. She was, I remember back when summer was really summer. Um, we used to jump on the bus. And at that time, the bus was like 45 cents, I believe. But we would jump on the bus. And we would ride downtown. This was like an every Saturday ritual between her and I. We would um, catch the bus, go downtown, go to, uh, I can't even remember the name of the bakery. It was it was well known. We would go there or to, to the Blue Mirror to sit down and have lunch. And then we would go shopping. And to know me is to know I do not like shopping with women because shopping with mama was it, it could be traumatizing in a lot of ways but fun don't you hear me over here laughing but um a lot of fun a lot of fun and believe me when I tell you we always came back with more than we left with um what else watching TV with her um yeah here's a story for you so on the weekends, we would watch wrestling. Okay, um, when she was home, me, her, and daddy, we would sit in the front room and watch wrestling. And they never sat down and told me that it was choreographed. Um, some things were real, some things weren't. So um, they were downstairs watching it on the TV in the front room. And I was upstairs in Mama's room watching it on the TV. And um, Larry Zabisco versus Bruno San Martino on TV. And Larry caught Bruno with a chair shot. And Bruno started squirting all over the place. I lost my mind. I literally lost my mind. Because I thought he was hurting the dude Like I like Bruno And I'm upstairs screaming I'm hollering I'm stomping up and down And Mama comes running up the steps See me bawling And she comes over Takes me by the hand And sits down on the bed And says sit down for a minute And she breaks to me That yeah, it was choreographed. That was not real. He's going to be okay. And then she hugged me. And it seemed like all of that 
extra that I was doing just went away. Um, yeah, man, that was that was Mama. That was definitely Mama. She was a a, a well-respected woman. We used to have a lot of parties and get-togethers at the house all the time. And then history has it when they lived on New Hampshire Avenue in Georgetown, their house was the spot to be. <laughs> So yeah, she was definitely a loved woman, very energetic to the last day, um, and, and is missed, definitely missed. Oh my God, missed. You know, I can only wonder what she would say to me if she saw me right now, today. I mean, outside of Sean, you need to get your hair cut. Um, I just wonder what she would say. Uh, she passed. As I was starting my career in IT, so she never really got a chance to see me at this particular stage. Um, two, uh, three of the four were born, and she got a chance to definitely. Sean was her favorite, but you know why? Because Sean was her favorite. <laughs> but she was a beautiful woman. I miss her. I, I really do. I'm going to try to think of some more stories, um, some mama moments, you know. Um, I definitely got some Michelle moments. Matter of fact, I got one where it involves me, mama, and Michelle. But what I want to do is play a little bit more music, um, things that uh, I do have that I know I've heard mama play out that stereo. Um, it won't be no gospel, but you can imagine mama had gospel. Um, and we're going to kind of move up in, in era But uh, I'm going to play a few more songs uh, that, that Mama would play on that stereo And come back, alright? You with your man, Sean um, In honor of you Be right back
I promise from my heart 
fly out in the sun You know what I mean, don't you know? Butterflies all having fun You know what I mean Sleep in peace when day is done That's what I mean And this old world is a new world And a bold world So that way you know what songs play um, But I know that was one That mama played Quite often Powerful, powerful song So I wanted to try to do Maybe an hour podcast uh, Because I don't want to talk you long And stuff like that um, I want to get into Michelle But as I get into Michelle I want to kind of bring Bring this how we got here with with, with mama um, but um before I do that I got my butt whooped let me tell you something she would yeah she well daddy wouldn't really let anybody touch me but when he gave a head nod and I earned that ass whooping or I earned that punishment believe me when I tell you she was very much the disciplinary in the house truly one story in particular I was probably about Somewhere between Maybe Six and ten I guess Don't know But yeah I was young And um, I was at the top of the hill Of our block Playing And There was this bottle Laying In the dirt Minding its own business And I heard it call me Go ahead you can laugh I heard it call me And so I walked over to it And I said yes And it said Pick me up And so I picked it up Said now go over to That sewer top over there So I walked over to the sewer top And it said Now throw me on it it and the bottle broke if you come from the era that I came from I'm quite sure you're familiar with those ass beatings that start like at the top of the block 
or wherever you know before you get home you got to go through a series of other ass beatings by the time you get to your front door uh that's the way mine was like we lived in the middle of the block so yeah the bottle crashed neighbors heard it i was getting yelled at by some neighbors couple of them came over came over and patted me on my ass and passed me on to the next ass pat and by the time I made it to the front door, yeah, I was in a lot of pain, a whole lot of pain. And I thought, you know, mama would go ahead and cover that, thought she would take care of that. And I was in for a big surprise. Um, she was ready to go at me too. And what was crazy was she looked at daddy and daddy gave her the head nod. She took me upstairs and tore my ass all the way I earned it <laughs> I earned it and for those of you that actually really do believe that a bottle talk to me okay I'm gonna let you go ahead and have fun with that um, one of the greatest moments and I was saying about this earlier um, one of the most unforgettable moments occurred between mama Michelle and me and this is this is probably a really, really famous story by now, if you've heard it. Um, I was asked to, to tell a story at, at Michelle's um, homegoing service. And the only people that really knew was me and Michelle. I didn't bring it up to years later on that I remembered that. And she, to, to, the, to the end, she played like she knew nothing about it. Um, but mama used to make the meanest homemade apple pies you could ever taste I mean they were good and she would make a real large deep dish cookie pan of apple pie and you didn't just get a little slice you get a, you could cut a slab right that's how good the pies were they were slab we would cut slabs and so um one day y'all better not start laughing either um one day i came in from outside playing i think michelle was already home and i was like you know i want a piece of mama's pie so I go and I look I go to the dish and I look and there's like honestly one slab left now you're looking at the slab and you're going now that's not one of them you can't half that you have to take the whole thing or else you're going to just miss the whole goodness so I'm looking at it and I'm going yeah I'm going to get this last piece of pie and I don't know where she came from but she poofed into existence and I went to go reach for the pie and Michelle was like what are you doing I said I'm going to get that last piece of pie she said no you're not I said yes I am and she was like no you're not and I'm like oh yes I am and at that moment when I said it all of a sudden you know my whole big boy thing kicked in right and I looked at her and I was like I could probably take her and this pie if I really wanted to. And as soon as that thought ended, 
before I could even open my mouth, pow, Michelle nailed me, just knocked me out, <laughs> took the pie. That was the end of that. So, of course, I started screaming and hollering and crying and stuff, and Mama came up, and she was like, she came from the front room, and she was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, Michelle ate the last, she took the last piece of pie from me, and Michelle was like, he always getting big slabs of pie, and I ain't getting that, so here we are, I'm trying to get Mama on my side, and Michelle is pleading her case, and it kind of feel like she might be winning, but I wanted to try to kill that before anything, and so I did my little cry thing. And um, mama looked at me and was like, don't even worry about it. It's okay. I'll make you a whole one for yourself tomorrow. And she did. She made me a whole one. And Michelle couldn't have none of it. I think she did sneak a couple pieces, but she don't know nothing about it. And she's not here to defend herself. But personally, I think she jacked me for a couple pieces of pie. Mama. The last time I had actually started legitimately working full-time schedule, nice salary. So I wasn't really able to see her as much as I wanted to. Um, the wrestling pay-per-views and the boxing pay-per-views, anytime one came on, I was always up there. And if you had a chance to experience that particular moment where mama lets me bring friends over for those man you know what I'm talking about but I started working so I wasn't really able to see her like I wanted to and she had from my understanding she had a tumor behind in her head behind her ear and they needed to go in and take that out that that's all I was told um the operation was successful <clears throat> excuse me the operation was successful but then she ended up needing to have 24 hour care um, me personally I would have did whatever it took for me to make sure she had that if I had to spend time with her I was ready to do that um, but you know family they all living their lives and so nobody really wanted to do it and they ended up putting her into a home personally I think that was it you know you moved her out of a place where she felt independent and she was able to live um, and you put her in a home and I think that takes something away from them and the last few times that I saw her, you know, I was just starting to see shells of a woman that was like a giant to me. And um, one day I got a phone call while I was at work. They said that uh, I needed to make my way to the hospital because it was a matter of time before she was gonna pass on I wasn't ready for that but anyway I uh, go pick up my wife 
and we rode to the hospital and um i get there you know my wife was like everything's gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay and i'm like yeah i know um but inside i kind of felt like this was it so we got to the hospital got out of the car was walking inside and i bumped into my cousin and she was like you know um when you go in you're gonna need to talk a little loud because she can't hear you too well and i looked at her i said i'm not gonna have to do that she'll recognize my voice she goes well i had to talk loud and of course you know ugly was with me you know my my ugly attitude was with me at the same time and i looked at her looked at her and was like well you talk loud anyway so I don't know I, I can't picture you whispering um my birth mother tried to come towards me and I kind of blew her off and went straight to where I needed to go to so we approached the room and I'm really trying to get myself together for this one because I don't know I just like I said I wasn't ready for it but I go to the room and I straighten up as I get to the room and I come in the door and I walk straight she's laying in the bed so I walk straight to her she looked like she might have been asleep and in the same tone of voice I said mom mama is Sean and she woke right up like as if she had never been asleep and she looked at me and she was like oh so where's your baseball cap and I'm like well I mean ma I don't wear them like I used to like that no more she goes well excuse me and we chuckled like it was one of those responses that she would give me like later on in life when I became an adult we had a really really cool relationship she was still my mama but as an adult you know our conversation had kind of progressed so we would have adult conversations you know and so the way that she responded to me was just like that and as soon as she said that she put her head back down and she went back to sleep so I'm listening to the other relatives in the room chatter and all this other stuff and ain't nobody really talking to me and I can't really take seeing her laying there like that like that's just not how I pictured this and so um, I went over and I whispered in her ear I said ma I want you to know I'm going to be okay. You have done a fantastic job and I'm going to be just fine. So if you need to rest, you can go ahead and rest. I'm, I'm going to be cool. And like 12 hours after that, I got a phone call that she had passed. Yeah, that was heavy. It took me a while to really digest that, you know. I was like that when 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 Daddy died, and so 
I think about all of our moments all of our moments together like we really had some beautiful times you know I've had some some wonderful times with her um, especially like when we would get the pay-per-views the sporting pay-per-views and we would sit there and watch them and just have a wonderful time oh the birds and the bees talk well after I have become a parent um, classic moments with her and to see her go <clears throat> you can't control life I understand that but understand I miss hearing the voice and sometimes I do I miss her hugs I miss her smile I miss her talking to me I miss her going after I get a haircut she going now that look like the little Sean that I know just those things you know and since then every Mother's Day I'm, I'm cool since then every Mother's Day when I think about her uh, I become a little heavy because I really wish for one moment that she could see me right now now Y'all at least people And the, you know the spirit people Just let me have this moment I, I know all of that stuff But just let me have this moment Where Just physically to see her Would do wonders for me Right now But I know she can hear this And I know she's proud of me I want to believe that she's proud of me Oh man The travel here I'm quite sure she uh, put in a few requests to bail my ass out and promised that I would do better. But mama, I miss you. I love you forever. I will never forget you. I thank you for everything that you've done for me. Everything you've ever given me. I cherish everything you've ever said to me and apologize during those times when I was wrong. And I love you. So now I want to move into my sister Michelle, the other mom, because years later that's just what she ended up acting like. Um, Michelle, the ultimate best sister God could ever have. From personal experience, she was definitely one that you didn't want to lock horns with. She was a really sweet, sweet person. She showed everybody love no matter what walk of life you came from. She was really cool. She was always there. Funny. I don't know, I don't know what other people experienced, but I know Michelle was funny. She would crack me up. Her and I would have, oh man, a conversation. Um and I always saw her as the um, She was the sister soldier in my life The Nikki Giovanni um, At the time You know we were we, Where was the 70's We were doing dashikis And afros And Incense burning And 
Congo drum beating and yeah, that the whole anti thing. Michelle was she was my hero. She was my shero. She would always come through when I you know, as a little kid, you don't expect it, but Michelle was always there. So I wanna play a few tunes. You heard about the apple pie story, so I can't tell you that one no more. Um, but I'm going to think of a couple moments, um, classic moments with Michelle. I'm gonna play a few songs that definitely does um, capture Michelle's essence. Um, and I will be right back. Um, this is Sean and my in honor of you podcast. Oh, uno, dos, uno, dos, tres, cuatro.
segment now where we get to talk about Michelle Michelle was definitely her brother's keeper in many many ways lots and lots and lots of Michelle stories I could share with you all and that would just definitely run us way over so I'm going to just pick out a few Um, one day about 12 maybe 
nothing to do. Sitting on the porch, bored. Nowhere to go. Um, all my friends was out with their parents or on trips or doing something and I had nothing to do. Like I was cried, crying bored. And Michelle came out of the house and said, come on, you're going with me. Oh, I can't remember the, cannot forget the day she got the Blue Maverick. That was the car. Um, her first, if I'm not mistaken. But we jumped in the Maverick. And I said, where are we going? And she said, we're just going for a ride. Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. And we rode out Sheriff Road, I believe. And stopped at this pizza place. Um, and she got this pizza. One thing about me and her, we always look. When it came to food, we was about that. We was about that life. Um, she turned me on to salads. Like the first salad I ever had, she made, and it was the bomb. Um, turned me on to sherry. Um, my my some of my best weed smoking experiences have come from being with Michelle. Um, look, late in life she gave her life to God. She was all, she knew she was always God's child, but she had a past too. It wasn't that bad. At least what I'm talking about wasn't bad at all. But it, these were our moments. Um, and so we went to this pizza place, and she got this pizza with everything on it, and. I was eating good on what seemed to be a forever ride. And I rode with her up to the Capitol Center for her to buy tickets to the Parliament Funkadelic show. And by the time we got back home, I felt like I had a day's worth of just straight fun. I'd fun myself out. Um, what other Michelle moment, man? Oh yeah, I wasn't the only recipient of a Michelle ass beating. Um, one day during the summer, I'm sitting on the porch playing, and one of her girlfriends had showed up, and I guess they hung out the night before, cause Michelle was upstairs sleep, and she was like, "Is Michelle home?" I said, "Yeah, she in the house. She upstairs." And she came on in the door, spoke to spoke to Mama, and went on upstairs. And five minutes later, I saw this girl come flying out the front door and Michelle was right on her jets, throwing punches. Blew my mind. Like, and that was pre the pre the apple pie fight. So clearly I forgot about what she had, what she was what she was working with. Um, another Michelle moment, Carter Byrne was a place that she would always go hang out. Her and her friends were always meet up at the Carter Burn always um, and this particular day she was going asked me if I wanted to go I said yeah she's like cause there's gonna be some kids up there and they're gonna be playing and stuff and okay cool let me go and um, the ride was definitely unforgettable because by the time we pulled up to the Carter Burn and got, got ready to get out the car I had the first contact I had ever had in life like 
they had smoked weed with the windows rolled up the whole ride and um yeah i was buzzed really buzzed when i got up there but i had a good time you know it was always cool hanging out with with her and her friends they were some really genuine cool ass people um shout out to nisi oh shout out to nisi um shout out to sue and renee um um man so many people mr green jeans um god rest your soul um it was a cat named dog that played in the band with them greg of course cannot forget greg um lisa aunt lisa it was a list of people that michelle hung out with and they truly loved her um and those are some of the moments um another moment um, another michelle moment now remember i've grown up now um i had just come home from the army um was at mama's house mama said call michelle let her know you here i'm like okay will do call michelle michelle was like pack your little bag you're coming to stay with me okay cool no problem pack my bag michelle shows up I'm giddy with joy to see my sister because it's been a minute. I've been in the military, haven't had a chance to see you. And we rode out to her place. She lived in Largo. And while we were riding, we were smoking weed. So by the time we got to the house, we were good and high. And we went downstairs and she popped in because Michelle used to like to watch Star Trek. She used to try to force me to watch The Twilight Zone, um, Alfred Hitchcock. Like she, man, many, many a great TV moment. And so um, she popped it. She found this VHS tapes were still good. And she got this tape and popped in. It was a, it was a 1950 version of Batman. Now, mind you, we high. And we sitting there tripping. Yo, we were really tripping. But it was fun. All we did was laugh. We had a wonderful time. Um, <clears throat> we're getting choked up a little bit again. So, we had our moments where uh, we had falling outs. But, you know, when we made up, we made up. And we were stronger than ever. I know it's time... You know, now we're talking, I'm well into my IT career. My children are probably teenagers now. And, you know, we got to hanging out. Um, I hang out with her a lot. Like, she was my road dog. Like, believe me, when it come to hanging out, that's what we did. Um, we would go out. Sometimes we wouldn't do nothing but just go out and eat, sit down and just go to a restaurant, eat and talk. You know, many, many, many beautiful conversations. But she was definitely like my mom. Um, cold outside. Do you have one your long johns? You got an undershirt on? That kind of stuff, mom. And I was her knucklehead little brother. We would go to the cabarets and talk about letting your hair down. Would just have a pure ball. Um, the concerts at the Carter Baron. Um, the the end of the summer event at least that's what i would call it that would be at upshire park we always used to love to go hang out uptown uptown was a place believe me if she said come on we're going uptown i was there call count me in i'm there and we had just me and michelle had just so many many wonderful times um 
so she passed is this 20 2018 I believe 2018 I had just um, got hired for a new position and um, I have been keeping her posted on the interview and stuff like that um, and she was like well just let me know what turn, you know what happens you got this you got this okay I got it and I got a call that I actually did get hired for the job so I called and told her and she was just as happy as all outdoors and she said well you know we gotta go out and celebrate I said yep we sure do and I already knew what that was we were gonna go somewhere California kitchen or someplace some restaurant we were gonna go sit down and just literally break bread for real break bread and just laugh and talk and I was looking forward to it because I hadn't seen her for a while and um, after my two week training because I told her I was gonna have to take two week training so we'll probably have to hook up after that and um, after my two week training you know, um, I had attended a funeral of a lady I want to call the last matriarch in our family line. Um, we had just completed her funeral. I had just helped put the casket in the hertz and was waiting for a ride to go to the afterpass. I, it was just too painful for me to go to the cemetery, so I wanted to go to the after the the after the funeral thing and um i'm helping we get there we stop at the store pick up some sodas and stuff some ice we get to the church and i'm helping um them get those things together and my phone rings and it's her son my nephew and he goes what's up Unc? and i'm like nothing was happening and just the tone of his voice sounded like something was wrong. So I asked him, I said, what's wrong? He said, um, um, hold on. So her friend Renee got on the phone. And so she was like, Sean, this is Renee. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And she said, um, hey, I'm going to let Chubbs tell you. Chubbs, you need to let him know. And he got on the phone and was like, mommy's dead. And... I'm like, you need to stop playing. He's like, no, I'm dead serious. Mommy's dead. That was it for me. I had to find a way to get to her place. So the folks that I rode with took me to Fort Totten Station. When I got to the station, a train pulled up. As soon as I rode that train and got to, um, got on the green line, it was right there. I was there in a matter of minutes. Shout out to Joe for picking me up from the subway station. When I got to the house, um, the first thing I asked was, when I came in the door, I asked where was where was my nephew. They said he was upstairs. And Renee was like, I want you to brace yourself for this. And when they finally, when I went upstairs and they let me in the room, there she was, you know, like gone. Her hand, one hand was behind her head and the other one was in front of her and just seeing her just completely just, it felt like a lung had collapsed. I, 
man that just <laughs> so we never got a chance to um celebrate my band um hired on this new position she had only been out to the apartment one time but they promised to come out here and hang out with me and life ain't been the same without her I I miss her I miss her peppy energetic text messages I love you have a great day her phone calls the rides jump in the blue caddy and head out to Ocean City for the weekend we party in the night just all of that man all of that yeah she she uh, I still haven't been able to breathe properly since I hear her voice a lot Michelle to me was she was the glue for me um I've said a lot of times if the family were having to get together the only reason they would see me is because Michelle would really make me go when it came to going out to Cabin John seeing my grandfather's side of family I was all for that ride and we would just have a ball always always ain't enough words man today would be that day that her and I would probably be hanging out Matter of fact, I probably would be over her house considering what's going on right now. She would probably be like, you need to come over here so I can make sure you're okay. I don't really care what anyone has to say. Because a lot of people did a whole lot of talking. But Michelle was my road dog. She was my my right lung, my ace homie, and I miss her. I really miss her. But I know, and I have to tell myself this quite often, that they wouldn't want me to stop living because they're physically not here. I know they're watching over me. I have no doubts about that. But there are times when I just really need to see their face, hear their voice, feel their touch. You know, they always had that it's going to be all right kind of vibe with them. And 
when I was wrong. They definitely did let me know that I was wrong, but they didn't love me less. They loved me more, and they helped me when I couldn't help myself. And yeah, I really, really missed them. And so, to try to keep from being in here bawling my eyes out, I decided to do this in honor of them. As I said earlier, those of you who still have moms and definitely cherish it, Take advantage of every second that you get. Those of you whose moms are no longer here. I stand in that circle with you. I hope that you find some sort of peace. Because it's painful and I know it is. As short as these stories were, I hope that they kind of brought something up in your head about that moment with those people and made you smile, made you chuckle, maybe even laugh. But whatever we do, um, let's continue to live in memory of those in in memory of, of that person that mom-like figure. And um, heading out, you can hear it in the background. I'm going to end this podcast with um, Boys to Men, Mama. I want to say to all moms everywhere, especially those who are truly moms and mothers and even the fathers that have to be moms I send a very deep heartfelt happy Mother's Day to you I hope you get all the love you so rightfully deserve and to my mom Evelyn and my aunt slash sister slash other mother Michelle I said it before and I'll say it again there are not enough words in the English language for me to describe just how much I love you nor how much I miss you and while I'm here I'm gonna live it to the fullest and I'm gonna do everything that I can to keep a smile on your face while you watch over me and when the time comes for me to leave this earth I cannot wait to see y'all to my aunt Audrey I love you too and I hope that you were smiling down on me as well 
there's so many other figures in my life but I wanted to definitely honor my mom and my sis thank you for taking time out to listen Um, there's more coming so uh, stay tuned the station will be up soon with that let's head on out with boys the man mama y'all take care
fool to my soul 